Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I'm joined with Andrew Hagen. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Roy. So Andrew, you're on the other side of the earth over there in Perth, Australia. You're an entrepreneur and author of an upcoming book called Kickstarter Success. You have now completed three campaigns and raised over a million dollars on Kickstarter. Let's talk to our audience a little bit about your background. How did you end up getting into crowdfunding? Well, it actually started when a good buddy of mine was riding by himself and some young guys drove up next to him, leant out of the car window with an elasticated slingshot and popped him right in the ass at point blank range. That was the light bulb moment for an idea that led us to get onto Kickstarter to build awareness and raise a bit of cash. What was the first product that you ended up launching with then? It's called Fly 6. It's a combination of a GoPro and a very bright flashing red light for the back of your bike. It basically records everything that happens on your bike while you're out riding. Interesting. What would you say were some of the biggest benefits of bringing the the first product to market then using crowdfunding? Well, for us, it was a combination of trying to be in stealth mode whilst we're developing up this invention. And we thought launching the product on the same day as you're building awareness of it seemed like a great way to avoid having spent a whole bunch of money on marketing that you would otherwise have to spend to get the same reach. So what do you believe makes a product a good fit for crowdfunding? Obviously, you had that aha moment with your friend, but what else do you think may make a product a great fit? you know, specifically in the hardware realm where you focused? Sure. It's, I guess one of the first things that I talk to people about when they ask me about Kickstarter campaigns is how big is your product or how much does it weigh? Because I think a a really important factor with hardware products is the ability or the ease of ability for you to ship it around the world to potential backers. If it's too big or too heavy, and I guess we all know the campaign Cool is Cooler, I think one of the reasons why that didn't work so well is because it was just so big and so massive from a shipping postal perspective. And that's one of the reasons why it failed. So what would you say is the most important thing that a creator should do before launching a crowdfunding project? Develop up their product to a point where they know it works, where they know their customers want the product Well, I think one of the things we did very successfully was to build enough prototypes, give them to people to put on their bikes, to give us real feedback and to prove that the product works. Knowing that your product works, knowing that there's a market for it is a really big factor. So as you know, Andrew, all crowdfunding creators are usually on limited budgets. What would you say if they can't get those initial prototypes created would be the best investment for them to make? 
somehow building some sort of MVP, bootstrapping it as much as you can and just proving from a third party that there's a market there for it, that there's some sort of market fit for it. So now that you've run three campaigns of all the different marketing tactics and strategies that you've applied to the success of your crowdfunding campaigns, what would you say had the greatest return? By far, the biggest and best part that we had that led us to our success was to put our prototypes in the hands of specific influencers. And I'm talking like, you know, picking the top five influencers in your space and making sure each one of them has got a a working prototype and get them to tell you what they think. And that's by far the biggest and best thing you could do. So you're writing a book right now titled Kickstarter Success, A Tactical Guide to Crowdfunding. And Obviously, given your expertise running multiple campaigns, you know, you're sharing all of your experiences and advice on how to run a successful crowdfunding campaign. Let's talk about why you chose to write the book in the first place. Well, I'm sure like most people who have run uh, a successful campaign, you get loads of people asking you how to do it. They want to know in 15 minutes how to have a successful Kickstarter campaign. And I always used to say to them, look, I've got a 15-minute version, I've got an hour-long version, or I've got a three- or four-hour deep dive. What do you want? And I found most people wanting that deep dive, and it sort of chewed up, you know, half a day every time I went through it with uh, someone. And as it happened recently, I had a bit of time on my hands, and I thought, why not put it uh, on paper so I can share it with the world? So what do you hope people will get out of reading the book? I hope we're going to get a lot more successful campaigns and by my definition of successful campaign is where the backers all get their product so a successful campaign can't just be a great idea but bad execution or a great idea great execution but no idea about shipping and international logistics you've got to package all these things together so that the person who backs your project can get a product that they'd be happy with on time and on budget so i'm hoping that putting all these factors together and there's about 10 or 12 of them that anyone who does a Kickstarter campaign, if you follow the guide, you go through all those steps, you'll actually be able to deliver a great product to the customer. And then we, as the general Kickstarter community, are going to get a lot more accreditation for doing the right thing and customers will be getting their products on time much more than they would if they just went it alone. So I was really excited to read through the initial scripts of the book, Andrew, and see that you know the, the initial foundation had to do with planning, preparation, and research. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think with Kickstarter, you know, the plethora of topics and genres and types of things you can put on Kickstarter is enormous. And I think if you focus in on your topic, you do a lot of research on other campaigns and you try and understand what are the success factors that those campaigns had and try and make sure that you emulate them into your own campaign. And you just cannot do enough preparing. And I, I know, Roy, I listen to your podcast all the time, and I sometimes hear people say they take two or three months to plan and prepare a campaign. And, you know, some of them are successful. My personal opinion is that if you want to really hit it out of the park, you've got to spend a bit more time developing up a lot of the factors that make it a success. And to me, even with a team of people working on it, make, it's hard to do in two or three months. So I personally think you need to prepare a bit longer than that to get a, a real success. Well, absolutely. So you're, you know, coming from the manufacturing side and right going through, you know, what are those yeah. MOQs and, you know, how long is it going to take to make and package it? And, yeah. you know, the manufacturing piece, certainly, especially if you're going to get those, you know, initial product samples out there for reviews, right? Correct, correct. And you can... Even with nine months of preparation, you know, there's still 
many opportunities to run over time and be late and have other people like the factory chew up months and months of your time that you didn't plan for. So yeah, I agree. I think it's a really important part. So I love towards the end of the book, your title of bits and bobs, where you kind of go through some of the minutia, but obviously these things are, are critical, you know, to the campaign itself in terms of, you know, you had a whole chapter on when to launch your campaign and how soon to start planning for your campaign and talking about, you know, friends and families and, you know, knowing your audience. Can you go into a little bit more about how you guys went about, you know, the, on the marketing side of the campaign once you sent the products out there for review and then doing the follow-ups and then securing more coverage and getting your crowd excited about the products? Because we've done three campaigns, you know, the early campaign we had obviously less understanding and knowledge and then the latter campaigns we were really fine-tuning the marketing side of it. But what we found in each one of the campaigns was getting those products into the hands of those specific and perfect influences was just so critical. It was like, for example, we had with our second campaign, we gave a prototype to Wired Magazine. The guy in there was using it on his bike and he was giving us feedback. And, you know, here I was, someone who's, you know, 15,000 miles away from the Wired Magazine head office, talking to him regularly, getting feedback and just getting a sense that he loved the concept of it. Sure, he, he picked out things that were wrong with it and he gave us good and honest feedback, but he also gave us that real sense that he's going to write a good article about it. And because they've got such a big reach, well, I kind of knew that that part of the marketing with that one particular outlet was locked in. And we did that same thing with a whole bunch of outlets that were targeted to our target audience. So I think that was the best thing. So what was your favorite part of writing the book? Putting a full stop at the end of it was pretty good. It does take a lot of effort and a long time and lots of reviews and I think just finishing it off I'm pretty proud of what I've done. I think it's going to be very comprehensive and it's, you know, I kind of wish I had that book as a guide when I first started because I know we would have done a lot better with our campaign. So I'm hoping that uh, readers of the book can get the same benefit. So what would be your biggest piece of advice for someone planning to launch a crowdfunding campaign in 2018 outside of picking up a copy of your book, Kickstarter Success? Okay, that was my first answer, but I'll go with my second answer. I think that preparation and review and and really understanding the platform you're going to pick you know whether it's kickstart or indiegogo you have to select what you're going to go for once you do do that research look at 10 15 20 other projects that are similar to yours and just try and map out what success factors you think you can achieve based on what worked well for them and that can be sort of like a guide for how you begin your campaign and what things you might need to start preparing for and one of the things I put into the book is some bonus content and some spreadsheets to help people actually articulate those processes and those reviews and that preparation so that there's a bit more of a physical guide for them outside of the book itself. Solid. All right, Andrew, since you're an avid listener, you know that this is the launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Absolutely. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? It was a friend of mine gave me a book by Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know it's quite a long time ago now that he did it, but it was quite inspiring for me at the time because I just had my first child and I've got five of them now. But when I had my first child, I got given this book and it was inspired me to want to do something better than just working for the man, which is what I was doing at the time. So if you could go on a bike ride with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? It'd have to be Elon Musk. 
love to go out and spend a couple of hours with him. Well, he'd probably be on an e-bike, right? Motoring through the woods. So what, what would be your first question for Elon? You know, everyone knows that he's going to Mars. It's going to take us, humanity, to Mars with him. But he's a big thinker, right? And I bet you he's already thinking well beyond Mars already, like that plan is underway. I'd want to know what's next. Where's he going to go from Mars or what's the next planet? Interesting. So who did you look up to growing up as a kid? I got to travel a lot as a kid. We lived in uh, New Zealand. We lived in America, moved around in lots of different houses. So I think having a very varied upbringing, lots of different experiences, I think I got to be inspired by lots and lots of different people. What book would you recommend to our audience? Oh, I've just finished reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Frick, uh, let's call it that, (laughs) and really enjoyed it, loved it to bits. So I'd recommend people downloading and listening to that one. Yeah, we only have so many bleeps to give, right? Yeah. <laughs> so where are you headed next? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm helping a lot of other people with their Kickstarter campaigns. I'm a uh, professional director of publicly listed companies and a mentor in startups for a lot of accelerators and startup companies. Awesome. Last question, Andrew, and I'm really interested to hear your advice on this as what does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's going to become ubiquitous. I I think crowdfunding as a principle, maybe not specifically like a Kickstarter or Indiegogo platform, but I think the principle of crowdfunding is probably going to change basic fundamental finance in the world. Like it, it could ultimately change the way banks behave. Banks might not be where we go to for funding in the future. It might be crowdfunded loan systems you know i I just i I think and then i think it'll really pervade our everyday i think we won't we might not even know that it's going on but every time we use a service it might have some crowdfunded backing to it well andrew this has been awesome this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch tell them what you're all about where people should go and why they should check you out thanks roy well look kickstarter success as you said, is a tactical guide to crowdfunding, gives you all of the tools you're going to need to create your own successful campaign. It's comprehensive, it's detailed, and it actually draws on my experiences through the three Kickstarter campaigns that we did so that it gives you case studies and real-life examples about the things you need to know to have your own success. So you can check it out on kickstartersuccess.com. Awesome. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit our, uh, the kickstart.com for notes, transcripts, and links to everything we talked about today. And, of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. And if you liked this episode as much as I did, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Andrew, thank you so much much for being on Art of the Kickstart today. Thanks, Roy. Really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.